We're going to look at what Scripture said tonight concerning uh, Lamb's Book of Life. In Revelation chapter 3, uh, we've been doing a study on the churches uh, in Revelation, the seven churches. We looked at the church of Sardis last week. We'll take a little break from that just for this week. We've got two more Wednesday nights before our uh, mission months begin, so we're going to finish up with the churches by that time. But I, the verse I want to look at that I said I would focus on this week in Revelation 3, look down to verse 5. Revelation 3, verse 5. It says, verse 5, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So tonight I'd like to look at that phrase there, the book of life. We'll see this verse again in a few moments, but... Uh, Tonight, I, this, I did a study on this several years ago, and I want to share with you tonight because I received quite a, questions about, a few questions about this book of life. I got the wrong clicker here. Okay, let's hopefully this work. Here we go. Uh, look at this verse up here. Luke 10. Most of the verses look at tonight to be on the screen so we can get, go through a lot more scripture this way instead of having to take time to turn to it, but they're all written down, the references in your notes. It says, Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Notwithstanding... In this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written where? In heaven. Now the, uh, the context here, the disciples were involved in casting out demons or spirits. And the Lord was trying to make their priorities here. He says, don't rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Another verse Revelation 21, 27, and there shall no wise enter into it. The head is heaven, literally the new Jerusalem in Revelation 20. Anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, but, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so tonight I'd like to look at the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. I'd like to ask six questions. We're going to answer these questions tonight from the Bible this evening. So the first question is this. What is the Lamb's Book of Life? And notice it says, we ought to rejoice because the names are written in heaven. I believe they're talking about the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's so, an interesting study tonight. Another one is whose name is in the Book of Life? The normal, the average, the most popular idea is the believer's name is written in the Book of Life. When is a person's name placed there? Now, the song we sing infers that it's placed there when you get saved. And most people believe that only believers' names are in the book of life and it's placed there the moment you get saved. And, of course, we sing about there's a new name written down in heaven and it's mine. So the implication is you just got saved and your name is written in heaven. But is that biblical? We're going to look at that tonight. The fourth question, can a person's name ever be removed? That'd be scary to think about that. If your name is written in the book, can it be removed? If, if so, that would imply a loss of salvation. Verse 5, if a person can name can be removed, why? And number 6, what are the consequences if a person's name is removed? So look at these six answers to these six questions tonight from the Bible. So hopefully you'll fill in the blanks and you have all the answers yourself if you want to study further on this topic. So first question, what is the Lamb's Book of Life? 
in Exodus chapter 32, verse 21. You can turn it if you want to, but the, again, the verse will be on the screen. It says there, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and have made them gods of gold. He just came off Mount Sinai and went up there to get the Ten Commandments. He came down. He saw the people of Israel worshiping an idol of golds. And he says, your people have sinned a great sin, have made gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast, what? Written. I don't know about you, that's, Moses loved his people. And he prayed, Lord, would you please forgive your people for their sin? But he said, if you won't, blot my name out of the book. In other words, uh, he was willing to give up his own salvation that his people would be saved. By the way, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to give the salvation up for someone to get saved? He said, blot me out of thy book. But notice here, thy book which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. The Lamb's book of life, what is it? Is a book that God himself has written. Do you see that verse there? The book which thou hast written, containing names of different individuals. So what is the Lamb's book of life? A, a book that God himself has written. And Moses implied, blot me out of that book which you has written. Right, if I get going too fast, you let me know. <laughs> Number two, whose name is in the book of life? Revelation 3 and 5, a verse we read already, it said, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father, before his angels. Aren't you grateful that God will not blot our names out? He that overcometh. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, we are told how one overcometh. Notice he said, He that overcometh, I will not blot. So how do you become an overcomer? I'm glad you ask. Notice what it says here in 1 John 5, verse 4. And whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our what? Our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So believers are referred to as overcomers. And Revelation 3, 5 says, if you are, he that overcometh, if you are a believer, he says, I will not blot your name out of the book of life. So whose name is in the book of life? First of all, believers are mentioned there. But read on, Psalm 41, verse 5. David said, my enemies speak evil of me. When he shall die, his name, what? Perish. So David implies here, David's enemies were the wicked that opposed God and his word. And David implies even his enemies are in the book. And when they die, keep that in mind, his name from the book shall perish. Psalm 69, verse 28. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not written with the righteous. Now the context there, the them spoken of in verse 28 that David asked we brought it out of the book were the unrighteous or those that were unsaved. If you read the context there, let them was the unrighteous, those who are not saved, let them 
being blotted out of the, of the book of the living. I'll pause here a moment to give you a chance to fill that in. All right. Philippians 4, I'm talking about who's in the book of life. So far, we found out that those that overcome believers in the book of life, we found out David says even the wicked are in the book of life. Those unrighteous, um, with, with the written with the righteous, First Philippians 4, 3. He said, I entreat thee also, true young fella, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the what? The book of life. So the Apostle Paul wrote of certain ones that labored with him in the gospel whose names are in the book of life. So from these verses, we can conclude that the names of both saved and unsaved alike are in the book of life. Remember, David referred to the wicked or those that are unrighteous written with the righteous. So we conclude from the, all the verse we looked at, both the believer and the unbeliever are alike are in the book of life. I see many of you writing, I don't want to go too fast because you're, I don't I remember one time I was in a class taking notes and the guy got so far ahead of me, I just got lost because <laughs> I couldn't write down fast enough. So I wanted to take a moment there and write those down. Both saved and unsaved alike are in the book of life. When is a person's name written there? Of course, the song we sang implied when you get saved. And there's a new name written down in glory. I'm going to share in a few moments. There are no new names written down in glory. Revelation 13.8, verse we looked at. Uh, Revelation 13.8, that's what it says here. Whose name is in a place there? And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. The word him is the Antichrist. In the, in the, during the tribulation period, whose names, notice here, are not written in the book of, of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So there's a certain group of people whose names are not written there. It says the same thing in Revelation 17, 8. The beast which thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. The beast is uh, referring to the Antichrist. And go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. The word wonder means to be amazed. Again, has the idea of to worship, to be amazed at this individual whose names were not written in the book of life, notice here, when? From the foundation of the world. According to these two verses of Revelation, we see that those who worship the beast in the tribulation period, their names were not written in the book of life, when? From the foundation of the world, means before the creation. From the foundation world refers to the time before creation, before God laid the foundation world, their names were not written in the book of life from that time. The implication is that while names were being written in the book, those who were foreknown to worship the beast were left out. That's what's implied here. 
The implication is that while names were being written in the book, those that were foreknown to worship the beast, their names were not written there. The conclusion that week that can be made is that everybody else's names were written down at that time. When? From the foundation of the world. However, since no other verses speak on this particular issue, we cannot be dogmatic. I'm trying to be forthright with you here. But that's what is implied. It seemed like when God was writing down this book, he was writing the names of all, everybody from the foundation world except one group left out, those who would worship the beast during the tribulation period. The next question is, can a person's name ever be removed? Revelation 3 and 5, the verse we began with before we started this study, speaking of the church of Sardis, he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and the promise made there to the overcomer, the believer, he said, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Interesting, I heard a man one time was preaching works for salvation. He said, he that overcometh those who overcome sin and live victorious life, he promises he will not blot our name out. And he implied, if you don't overcome sin and live a sinful life, God will blot your name out. And so he used this verse to preach works for salvation, holy living, to be saved, but that is not what that is saying. But the promise is those who overcome, and who's an overcomer? Those that are born of God, those that believe that Jesus Christ is God. He promised you, I will not blot your name out of the book of life. In this verse, God says, he that overcometh, he will not blot out of the book. And my friend, that's you and I. It's a promise he will not blot our name out. In John 1 John 5, 4 and 5, we read this already, but I'd like to share it again. We're told that those who overcometh are those that are born of God. Implication is that those who are not born again by believing in Jesus, the Son of God, will be blotted out. He promised that those who are born of God will be blotted out. The implication is those who are not born of God, those who are not saved, will be blotted out of the book of life. Notice what, again, Psalm 41, verse 5, David said, My enemies speak evil of me. When he shall die, his name, what? Perish. This verse says a person's name is removed when he dies. A person's name is removed when he dies. So the name is already there, but when a person dies without Christ, the name is blotted out. Revelation 22, verse 18. He said, I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. This book, the book of Revelation. But notice what it says here. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the what? The book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. In other words, anyone who takes away from God's word, his name will be written out, taken out of the book of life. What does that mean? I am not certain. 
I believe referring to unbelievers here, but notice that he says, if you add to the book, he says the plagues mentioned in the book of Revelation shall be added unto you. If you take away from the book, God shall take your name out of the book of life. If you would please go to the book of Deuteronomy, please. Someone, Dr. Curtis Hudson, he said that there are two soldiers standing in the front and the back of the Bible that uh, warn and guard the scriptures that were not to add to the Bible nor take away from it. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, if you would please. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy says the same thing that Revelation said. Deuteronomy chapter 4, talking about adding to the word or taking away from the word. Some time ago I did a study, remember, on the different Bible versions and how so many of the newer versions leave out whole verses, leave out partial verses. And my friend, it's dangerous to take away from the word of God. And it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, you shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. So here is a, Dr. Curtis said, here's a soldier at the front of the Bible, saying not to add to it, not take away from it. And the last book of the Bible, Revelation, says well, not to add or take away from the Bible. But God takes it very seriously when people take away from God's word. And he said, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. Whatever that means. I don't know about you. I don't want to take away from the word of God. But God's promised us he would not take our name out if we have trusted him as Savior. If a person's name can be removed, why? And we saw that it can. From these verses previously quoted, we can confidently say that a person's name is removed from the book of life because... They died without ever trusting Christ as their Savior. Remember, David said both the wicked and the saved are in the book. And those who die without trusting Christ, their name is removed. He said their name shall perish. What are the consequences when a person's name is removed? Revelation 20, verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was what? Cast in the lake of fire. Boy, that's a horrible consequence, isn't it? What are the consequences of name is removed, not found in the book of life? I'm going to come back to this first a few moments because I want to conclude what you have your notes there. And conclusion. What is the Lamb's book of life? It's a book that God himself wrote. We saw that from the book of uh, Exodus, a book that God himself wrote. Whose name is in the book of life? Everyone, saved and unsaved alike, except those who worship the beast during the tribulation period. It says their name was not written in there from the foundation of the world. So everyone, saved and unsaved alike, except those who worship the beast during the tribulation are in the book of life. Number three, who is... Excuse me, when is a person's name placed there? And the implication from the foundation world. Basically, when God wrote this book from the foundation world, he placed everybody's name in there, both saved and unsaved alike, except for those who would worship the beast in the tribulation period. Their name was not placed there. Everyone else's name is placed there 
from the foundation of the world. Can a person's name ever be removed? The answer is yes, a person's name can be removed from the book of life. If a person's name can be removed, why, when and why? Am I going too fast? When and why? If you give up, I'll print all this out for you next week. How's that? I, I, see, I, I see a frustration, brother. I'll, I'll give you my, all these notes out to you next week, okay? Anybody else wants some of me, let me know. I'll print them out for you, too. <laughs> if a person's name can be removed, when and why? It is removed at the moment he dies because he never trusted Christ as his personal Savior. When are, we say, what are the consequences when a person's name is removed? If a person's name is removed, it means they have died without being born again. And the consequence is to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Now, before any further, turn with me to the book of Revelation, please. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, please. This is the account of what is called the great white throne judgment. Then I'll give you, uh, share with you the different names given to the book of life. Revelation chapter 20, please, and verse 11. Now, I'm going to tell you up front, this is an I think. I try to separate, thus saith the Lord, from I think. This is what your pastor thinks from, uh, from his understanding of Scripture. I'd like to share it with you. Uh, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. John said, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. He said, I saw the dead, talking about the unsaved dead, those who are spiritually dead, small and great, stand before God. And notice here, it says the books. Notice the word books is plural. The books were open, and another book singular. Notice that. So you have a plural, books plural, and books singular. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the what? The book of life. But notice here the dead, talking about the unsaved dead, the spiritual dead, were judged out of those things was written in the what? Books, plural, according to the works. So he's implying here God records all the works of an unsaved person. And he's recorded those at the great white throne, all their works, all their sins will be brought forth in these books. And he's going to judge them according to their works from the found in those books. And the sea, verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell. Death is where the uh, body is, hell is where the soul is, delivered up the dead and were in them. And they were judged every man according to the works. He judges according to the works because they're judged to, to, to determine the severity of their suffering. Then he says in verse 14, and death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is second death. But notice in verse 15, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. So he has two books, a group of books that records their works. And they're judged according to their works found in that book. But after the judge according to their works, all of a sudden, 
he opens the book of life. And he said, whosoever has not found the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. So here's an I think. Why does he open the book of life when he knows her name is not written there? Here's what I think. Because their names were once written there. This is called the Lamb's Book of Life. These are the ones for whom the Lamb died, the Lord Jesus Christ. All unsaved and saved alike, written from the foundation, are all for those which Christ died for, written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I believe they're going to do, he says, before, he did, before he, they're cast in the hell, he says, your name was there. Christ died for you. I paid for your sin. And because you rejected me as your Savior, your name is blotted out. And because your name is not found there, you'll be cast like a fire. I believe it's going to be a lack act of mercy. And as far as what he says, that your name was there. I died to pay for your sin because it's not found there. It was blotted out because you died without the trust of Christ. You'll be cast like a fire. I believe that's the reason he opens the book at the very end. To show them that Christ died for their sins. Their name was once written there. But it was blotted out. When is a person's name blotted out? When they die, and why? Because they died without ever trusting Christ. And whoever's name was not found there will be cast like a fire. But how many grateful God promised you your name will not be blotted out? Amen. Now, let's look at a few more books here. Uh, names given to the book. I'll go through it quickly because it's time to quit. These are names in Scripture given to the book of life. Of course, Revelation 20, verse 15 is called the book of life. Revelation, Exodus 32 is called the book that God wrote. It's called the book of the living in Psalms 69, verse 28. It's called the book of life of the Lamb, Revelation 13, 8. The book of life of the Lamb. It's also called the Lamb's Book of Life. Revelation 21, verse 27. So as much as I, I love that song, there's a new name written down in heaven, it's not biblical. <laughs> so many times we get our doctrine from hymns rather than the Bible. And I enjoy singing that because it's talking about getting excited that you got saved. But you will not find any place in the Bible where there's a new name written down. The names written down from the foundation of the world. There's names blotted out. Those who die without Christ are blotted out. So I don't mind singing it. I enjoy singing it. <laughs> but it's not biblical. All right. It's time for us to quit. I got something for you. Here's the best Valentine gift you can give someone. Can we close for this tonight? No. It, this is look at here. John 3.16. Notice in red what those red letters spell. Valentine. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> the best Valentine you can give is give the gospel and tell people how much God loves them, what he did for them on the cross. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let's bow together, please. Father in heaven, thank you that our names were written down in the book of life from the foundation world. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. It's the Lamb's Book of Life because it's the book of which the Lamb, which all the people of Christ died for, that are written there. 
And Father, you promised us when we trust you as your Savior, our names will not be blotted out. And that we are secure in Christ because he died for our sins. Father, may we share that good news with others that Christ died for them. And they too can be saved because Christ paid for the sin and offers eternal life. If they simply believe in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.